welcome to another podcast in the series Perspectives on Leadership from the Field. And today I'm very pleased to be joined by Armin Sumansbutler, who is a senior business leader in Deutsche Telekom. And so before we get into our usual questions, I'd like to just hand over to Armin to briefly explain his background. Welcome, Armin. Thanks so much, Tony. Thanks for having me. Yeah, a few words to myself. Uh, as you said, uh, Armin, I'm Austrian uh, right now, 36 years in the industry, uh, starting from electrical engineering, coming over strategy, quite a long piece of my period of my uh, learning journey, let's call it that way, uh, going over portfolio management and then ending up in network technology. Uh, and I was running uh, the fixed networks. I was running the mobile networks was running the German core here for Deutsche Telekom uh, in Germany. And right now I ended up being the CTO of Europe, uh, helping uh, together with the European CIOs and CTIOs uh, to run the technology field here in Deutsche Telekom for the European piece. Okay. I think you've, you've also uh, worked elsewhere before Deutsche Telekom. Exactly. I was 31 years uh, with a one in Austria. Uh, mm -hmm. Also in several positions, uh, really from electrical engineering up to network, um, and also in group functions, which is always good to have both perspectives, to have a local one from a not good perspective, but also from a group perspective. Great. Thank you. So I'd like to get into our questions. And the first question is actually about um, your own a demonstration of leadership and something that has um, struck with you uh, through your future development based on uh, an experience that you had where you had to demonstrate significant leadership, which may have led to a breakthrough or a major milestone, something that you always think about in, in your career. Could you think of such an example? Uh, yeah, there, there are many, Tony. As a matter of fact, uh, there's not just one in, in such a long period of being in the industry. It's not just one element. But let me pick one which is a little bit away already, but uh, uh, really uh, struck me in a, in a positive way, but also in a very transformative way. Mm -hmm. uh, back, back in the time when we all came out of BTTs and uh, being the state-owned uh, very old structured kind of waterfall setup uh, uh, organizations. Um, we decided um, as, a, as a whole management team at that time uh, to transform the company in a more modern uh, kind of setup and uh, well set or easy set, so to say, to go there. And the big question was for me, how to uh, get, so to say, the fix in the mobile, which was always a, a kind of different discipline. And by the way, with a lot of uh, bright on both sides. So being mobile was something special, being fixed was something special. And uh, I got up with the idea to uh, get these kind of integrated network planning and get uh, get people together and have a more comprehensive view on infrastructure as a total, which was completely against everything, so to say, which was in the company so far. So, uh, and you can imagine there was a lot of headwinds on that one. Um, and yeah, they, I mean that's 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 quite clear. I mean, people uh, use their success patterns of the past. People were super happy to run their disciplines in an extremely high level. By the way, so it's no no doubts it was highly professional 
uh, and run in a very good way. Still, what was missing was this customer focus and, and more the total, uh, the holistic sort of say, view on infrastructure and what this delivers to customers. That was not not on, on the radar so far. Right. So for me, having this kind of decision to run for this kind of integration, to bring the things together, and that means not just for the technology piece and not just for engineering. It was down to the delivery, to the rollout. That was really something which was groundbreaking that time. I mean, again, today we laugh about that one because everybody said, yeah, that's a given. That time yeah. it was really groundbreaking for me. So it was something completely new with a lot of necessity on leadership, with a lot of necessity on really believing in the idea, running for the idea, but also group people around you who, who get kind of infected of this idea, who are willing to, to join, not to follow. Follow is not good enough, so to say. They have yeah. to join yeah. the idea. They have to run with you and try to, to get it done. So that was probably the most uh, challenging, but at the same time, also most rewarding part um, of the story. Because in the end, we made it there and we had, we had then this full integrated kind of view. But again, it took me quite some, some time and also times of struggle, to be honest. So I was also mm. questioning myself whether that was the most smart thing I've ever done in my life before. Mm. Why, why not just, again, reusing the success patterns of the past? But sometimes you have to break with the rules. Sometimes you really have, not just for the sake of doing something new, but believing in something bigger, so to say, in a better outcome and run for that one and trying to get a clear uh, way also for the people because it's a lot of selling in there. So a yeah, lot of yeah. Well, I was going to, going to ask you, actually, the people that uh, joined you, um, they became catalysts, I imagine, to actually help effect the change. Absolutely. There, there is not a single leader, at least I don't know, a single leader who can do it on his or her own. There's no way to yeah. do so. So yeah. uh, you always need people joining the idea. You always need people uh, who want to follow this kind of idea in a positive way and even develop it further than what you have ever thought. So it's more yeah. a, a kind of back and forth kind of elaboration of this new thing. And also here, my learning is I, I went through some really major transformations and that will be a story also for the next, uh, for the next question then. The, for me, one of these, these big topics overall is it's the belief on the first hand, but it's not a rigid kind of belief. It's more a kind of that's a visionary end state where we want to end up. And yeah. then you need the people who define the way, who define uh, the elements and who also help you to see where the obstacles are. Because it's not always a given. It's not always that easy. Like it looks uh, from a from a back mirror point of view. So if you're looking into the mirror, that's always easy uh, in the end. But if you're well, in I there, imagine, I imagine also that uh, you didn't have all the information at your fingertips. This was you had to make decisions based on what you knew at the time, not knowing how it would turn out necessarily. And here you're pushing an extremely tricky part for an engineer. Uh, of course, yeah. engineers tend to to um, believe into fixed uh, facts and figures. So mm. uh, uh, these are typically the 100% uh, kind of people waiting for input to be really accurate in order to execute. But that time, that was more a 70-30 in the best case uh, 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 kind of decision uh, mm. on the first hand. And yes, over time, it becomes more clear what it was. But also here... 
it's never, at least I haven't experienced in these big transformations, a straight way, to be honest. I haven't seen an execution like a military style where you say, that's the way, that's the way execute and go. It's more a kind of iteration in, a, in its deeper sense. So you go one step forward, you review yeah. where you are and how you made it to this step, and then you yeah. define your next step. So it's more this kind of really iterative uh, kind of yeah. approach. And that brings us back then also to agility and the new ways of working. So to say, that's exactly the power of this permanent reiterating, this permanent review, so to say, how you made it uh, onto the, on your last step. Excellent. The next question is about where you have observed someone else or a team uh, demonstrating significant leadership, which again, created a breakthrough or a major milestone. Uh, something when you think back over your career, it's kind of is a standout for you. So can you give an example of that? Absolutely, I can. And, and uh, again, here, I'm super proud that I was part of this kind of, of uh, decision, but also this kind of execution uh, and it's not so long ago, it's about five years ago. Um, and it was, again, a huge company. Uh, I was already uh, in, in Deutsche Telekom. And the interesting thing was, again, um, everybody might have his or her opinion on, on uh, German engineering. For me, it's a very high grade of engineering, so that's really top-notch. So there was a excellent kind of organization over here, uh, running engineering, running German networks uh, with all the precision and all the details, so to say, which is needed to run such a huge network. And then there uh, came a guy, uh, the CTO at that time, uh, um, uh, Walter Goldenitz, and he, he started to uh, think in completely different ways. So he was like, Guys, yes, I know this kind of organization brought us here. So it's a, it's a super important way to, to see. And by the way, uh, this integration of, of network planning, what I told, uh, told you about in the first example was well executed over here. So they were much further down the road, so to say. But he said, you know, the only way to really accelerate and to come to the next level of organization is if we go full agile. And here comes the, the facts and figures. Uh, it's a northbound 20,000 people organization with completely uh, different kind of, of uh, tasks in there. So you have some must-do waterfalls. You have to do some better-do HL kind of things. And what he did is, uh, again, against, again, a lot of headwinds, a lot of, of people questioning the way forward, he set up uh, uh, the technology team in Germany in an agile way. So it was really completely bottom up of the full organization. It was uh, a multi-year project, so that's not something you do overnight. Uh, it was organized in an extremely, uh, um, how to say, stringent by the means of, of process-oriented and really executed to the point, so to say, kind of program. So for me, a masterpiece, to be honest, of transformation, two years of transformation for the core uh, kind of setup and really helping the organization to work right now in a DevOps team. So we do have DevOps teams over there. So you have uh, the full responsibility in small teams. You have uh, the classical tribe, st uh, tribe structure. 
so tribes and chapters uh, structure. Uh, and that was really, that was a, a game changer. So that was really something where, say, if you have such a huge organization, again, in success patterns of the past, but you see that's not the end, so to say, or that's the end of the actual performance, but not the end of the total performance. So you can even bring it to the next level, the whole organization. And that was really driven uh, out of this one brain, so to say, but then again, together with a huge team, with a lot of people helping to execute and, and to, to see all the obstacles. And uh, I mean, we are talking here also a lot about uh, uh, not so funny things like processes around that one, like structures uh, you have to redefine for yourself. Unions, uh, you also have to get aboard. So it's not just a social partner discussions. This is all, all things that I say which have to come together. It's again, not a, a single man's kind of job, but it's a single man's kind of vision helping yes. them uh, by this kind of, of long visionary view to transform even such huge organizations like that one. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. for me, again, it was, it was really a plus for the two years uh, to run in this organization to see the, the pro uh, prospering kind of activities in there, seeing the output the guys are delivering right now uh, for millions of fiber lines a year. So that's really something which would be impossible in this old structure. Everybody knew it, but nobody knew, uh, knew how to do it differently. But this kind of next step, so to say, was really opening up or unleashing the full potential of the organization. So it was for me, that was really like opening up with all the hard blood and the real blood, so to say, in between, because it was not always an easy discussion. And I said a lot of, of very detailed, programmatic kind of execution of the plan, defining roles, defining uh, how we should work together in also bringing the people into the process so that it's not the top-down kind of thing. Yes, the idea is most probably a top-down thing, but really feeling, feeling, so to say, the story, feeling the heart uh, with the people working in that one, giving some, some early adopters, showing some, some fast tracks, so to say, where teams start to work quite early, like, for example, in software development, which it's much closer, so to say, from a, from a principal setup. But NT was far away. So NT was a uh, network technology was really far away from working that way. And everybody joined into that one. As I said, for me, uh, absolutely success. So uh, really admire the, the decision. I really admire uh, the way it's been executed. And I was super happy to be part of that one. Did, was there a kind of a project team, a strategy project team set up to kind of do the analytics and the data to kind of help pave the way? There, there was an extreme strong guy running uh, a program office uh, together. And by the way, we had our dailies, we had our weeklies. So we, mm. we included all these kind of activities also as a top uh, leadership team. So the top mm. leadership team was spending hours together to hear people mm. reporting about their findings, so to say, in these inter iterations. Uh, we did work on the backlog. So we also defined the backlog. What are the next most important things together? So it was really, as I said, executed by extremely strong uh, kind of back office or program office. I would even call them more a program office uh, uh, by really structuring the discussion, structuring the information. But at the same time, so to say, never giving up on the on the principle, because again, it would be would have been much easier to give up on uh, half the way, so to say. <laughs> but but that was really amazing. And there was one thing, probably Tony, to to mention as the last piece. Uh, it was also important to have this pragmatism in there. 
because we also mm -hmm. identified the system is not working for everyone. Not everyone can work in the same style. So it was not right. a, a kind of must, must work that way. It was more a kind of vision, so to say, that could be a good element for most of the organizations, which is turned out to be true, but also for those where it doesn't make sense at all. For example, uh, operation, you don't want to have operation uh, to work in an agile way. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. probably not something you want to see. It's more an automation discussion, not so much an agile discussion. But mm -hmm. as a matter of fact, this pragmatism together with the visionary statements that I say really brought uh, the outcome, which was uh, really amazing. And have you seen um, a replication of it since? Has anyone else tried to mirror that? Yeah, it was me, to be honest, uh, uh, going even even further. Uh, so uh, I, I adopted the model, uh, drove it a little bit further even. So I fully separated right now the tribe organization, so the delivery organization from the people organization. So I have a separated people organization taking care about people, skills, development, hiring, and so on. So a full chapter mm -hmm. organization and mm -hmm. um, a delivery organization, which is uh, taking advantage of these skills. So there's a lot of interaction. And again, we are not done, uh, by far not done. Uh, so we are still on the way, but it feels extremely good. And, and I'm, I'm absolutely uh, sure we will make it. Uh, the, the only thing is also here, again, that's even more about culture. It's not so much just a technical piece where you are changing organization. That's an easy one that can be done yeah. on the paper, but yeah. to bring it to the heart and minds of people to help them, so to say, or give them time on the first hand, but also help them to understand what the principles are, but also hear their voices afterwards, so to say, if, if yes. there is some feedback. That's super in, important on that one. And that's where we are still on the way. So uh, we are the first way on the road. So I would say give us another year or one and a half years and we should hopefully uh, be where we want to be. Great example. Thank you. So my third question is actually kind of capitalizing on your wealth of experience and what, what you see and notice that the changes, particularly in the technology industry, what do you think that's going to mean for leaders of the future? Ooh, that's, a, that's a tough question. By the way, that's one of the topics we're tackling, it uh, feels like every year, at least once or twice. Uh, and uh, just in, in December last year, we redefined again the, the role of a CTIO, of a future CTIO of the, of the companies here. Um, and, and let me just reflect on the, on the major points, so to say, on the, on, the, on the major bullet points on that one. The probably most astonishing and at the same time logical piece for me is we need in the future people being much more integrated into business. So far away from pure technical kind of vertical uh, uh, leadership elements, they have to be integrated in a horizontal way into business. They have to have a deeper business understanding, a deeper integration into B2B, B2C, uh, whatever is needed, so to say, out there. But as we talked about, the uh, telco business is especially B2B and B2C to understand uh, how they can contribute, what's needed, and so on and so on. That's one piece. The second piece is to go away from uh, 
the subject matter. So from, for example, again, uh, technology and go more into this output orientation, which means custom impact. So the question is more, not so much, how do I build the nicest piece of technology, which have been, by the way, for tens of years, the goal of technology organizations. It's more the question, how do I get the best and biggest impact on customer experience in a positive way? That's that's the, the second piece. Um, if I can just interrupt you, I think, um, I suppose um, a lot of organizations are going to be at a similar level in terms of technology expertise. So what you're suggesting is the thing that can make the difference. Yeah, I mean, the, the, this integration of, of NT and IT uh, uh, is always a, a topic, for example, which, which was discussed already years ago. Uh, and still uh, companies are struggling with that one. But it all ends up in the same place, being, so to say, uh, um, and kind of platform for the rest of the organization uh, in order to be able to deliver to the customers. So I think it's hard for technologists like myself, for engineers, so to say, not to see uh, technology as the prime uh, uh, kind of element, but more as a kind of means in order to deliver something. But I do yeah. think, as said, as we are talking about future profiles, that's something so that what I would look for if I'm in a hiring process. That's something where I want to really understand do people have an understanding of the outcome, of the expected outcome, and not so much mm -hmm. purely on the technology. I mean, technology mm -hmm. is important still, and we need uh, uh, this know-how, so that doesn't go away. It's more add-on to the technology know-how. You have to have mm -hmm. a deeper business understanding and a deeper integration, so to say, into that one. Uh, probably coming to the, to the, for me, most important point when it comes to the overall uh, kind of leadership, uh, activities, it's a, um, it's a caring performance kind of leadership, uh, on the way forward. So we do need, uh, leaders in the future who can be to the point and can be straight but at the same time care about people. So we don't need the high and fire kind of people. We don't need the uh, hugging and kissing kind of culture. We need something in between. And, and that's also something uh, which is super hard to train. I think it's important uh, for the future. Also seeing the generations which are right now coming to the, uh, to the labor market, um, which want to have a completely different kind of understanding and need uh, um, of integration, so to say, into the working uh, process. I do think this carrying performance kind of leadership, that's something uh, which will be super important on the way forward. And I do think uh, that will come by itself just by the demand, so to say, of these generations which are entering the labor market. It will be demanding. Yeah. 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 So these, if, if I have to cut it down to three, that would be my three, so to say. I think that's uh, the most important one. There are many other things in there, uh, but uh, these are probably the most obvious ones, at least when it comes to, to telecoms. Uh, I would say that's the most obvious ones. Um, overall, as said, it's a huge change uh, from these uh, big uh, kind of guys, directors of the past, so to say, in their closed kind of shop and rooms. Happy if nobody knocks the door down to a more open, more integrated, more uh, viral kind of, of uh, leadership style, uh, uh, which is ask. So it raises a question in my mind about um, 
grooming the people for those kind of, <coughs> excuse me, leadership positions. Um, does that mean trying to find talent earlier on that are able to get the broader, deeper experience um, in the organization? I think there, there are uh, many elements uh, in there. And again, let me uh, boil it down to three. The, the one is we have to take care about the existing people and the existing leadership team to catch up with these new ideas to, to go into this process. So it's a kind of training. The first yeah. piece is a kind of training. The second one is a kind of talent management where you go and, and find the people who already showed some, some ambition, who showed, so to say, they have these elements and try to help them to, to develop them even further, help uh, mm -hmm. with coaching, help with uh, other pieces, other elements that I say really to come up to speed. A lot also about exchange with other people. So you have to build some teams of talents uh, in order to, to get uh, a nice crowd, so to say, uh, together um, in order to have enough exchange, but also uh, to have some focus on their development. And then there is mm -hmm. a third piece, which I would call potentials. These are the people quite early in the in the twenties and up to thirties, I would say, where you mm -hmm. have to focus not so much on on what you have already seen, but you have to identify exactly these kind of elements uh, which I was talking about before. And if so, uh, then you really have to carefully, so to say, uh, guide them on a way. So you also have have to probably not so much into classical programs, but uh, piece by piece, so to say, bring them closer and bring them up the ladder, so to say, and give them some help, uh, some helping hands here. Uh, give them some advice, but also uh, give them room for reflection and, and again, this room of teaming up with others and sharing ideas. I think sharing and, and uh, developing teams, uh, developing ideas as a team, that's super important for the future. Also, yeah. this kind of, of bringing teams together, leadership teams also together to work as a team on a topic to solve for a certain outcome is more important than having single heroes, uh, yes. which are then trying to solve everything, them, everything themselves. Uh, yeah. Most of the time, that's not good enough. So you really need yeah. these kind of also diverse teams. Uh, uh, and that's something, so to say, we should really take care of. And uh, that's probably, Tony, to, to close that one. Uh, from my side, uh, on the on the how to do the three uh, the three kind of le uh, uh, levels, one of the mm -hmm. issues we do have is still diversity in there. So we have to bring more more diversity in there, and that's not because uh, we are jumping onto a train which is uh, bring more women into tech, for example. It's more mm -hmm. the quality difference in a in a kind mm -hmm. of mixed team, the the kind of of outcome which you can generate in a mixed team is mm -hmm. obviously much higher uh, than if you have a, a male, a pure male or pure female uh, kind of thing. So I'm a deep believer also in diversity on that place. Again, that's mm -hmm. a subsection of all what I've said before, but it's, I think, an important one, which has to be mentioned. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Well, Armin Simmers-Gutner, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. It's been great listening to you and talking to you. Thanks so much. Thank Armin. you. Pleasure. Thanks for having me.